Thought Bubble Audio. Up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles! Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one, because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in pints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my friend from another universe, Frank. How are you today? Hey, what's happening? How's it going? It's pretty good. That's not your usual greeting. Maybe I am right. Maybe you are from another universe. I just might be. I just you, might be. But in this universe, we have beer. Do you have beer? Do you guys still have beer? I, we still have beer in this oh, universe. Thank God. Surely. You're so we good. surely do. Oh, does that mean in your universe you don't have beer? Oh, no, we do. We do. I was just hoping that yours still does. Oh, good. So no, we, I'd still, be sad. we still have beer. I'd be sad if I jumped to this universe and it didn't didn't have beer. This is a new universe, new year. It's 2019 here. New universe, new year, new us. That's that's the that's that, the motto. That's the motto. What what are we doing differently in 2019? Uh, Anything more this, of the more, same? More of the same. I like the way that you think. And why that's a promise. To, why do we? Have, <laughs> why do we? Why do we have to change on the new year? Why does that have to happen? Mm, mm. I mean, do you feel any different today than you did yesterday? You know, does that does that really? When the year changes over, I feel like the same person, mostly. I feel exactly the same person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, unless, of course, like, you'd, like, break your leg at, like, midnight or something well, like that. Well, that would suck. Know. That's, like, that feels like, like a bad I, I omen. I feel like I feel like a different person now. <laughs> well, yes. Know? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. No. Fair. But that did not happen to the no. best of my recollection. No. Do you think, like, the James McAvoy character from Split, like, what if he, like, changed to a different persona at midnight? Like, then he would literally be a different person. Ooh, Good. Good. I am very much looking forward to Glass. Glass, yeah. Mm-hmm. So much. So much. I should probably rewatch Split before I go see it. I should probably I watch it for the first time, huh? Uh, it was good. I know, was, I know. Everyone everyone, everyone who I respect uh, loved it. So it's just it's one, just one of those never got around to it things. Never, not a, uh, a choice not to watch it. Sure, sure. I understand that. I understand the way that your life works. You understand. Now, you understand. I understand that you probably have a beer in your hand. That is accurate. Can you tell me what beer is in your hand? Oh, you do that here in this dimension? Oh, yeah. So oh. it's more of the same for us, not for you. Oh, yeah. I'm having a lot to learn. All right. Well, this is an Upper Pass First Drop IPA. Uh, a friend of mine and Marissa's um, is a real beer aficionado guy, and he, he kind of drives all over New England and goes to a lot of the um, small like microbreweries that are not um, that are not distributed so you have to go to the brewery to get them there's a few of these um that are sort of the most sought after like rare beers that people are get excited about like oh wow you actually got an upper pass um and upper pass is one of them upper pass treehouse um there's a handful of these really really good lawson's uh, although lawson's is distributed now but there's a few of these breweries that um don't have distribution deals so the only way to get it is to come right to the brewery and the result is people line up 
um, like out the door, like in their cars to get into the place and, and, and buy some. And the breweries end up putting a limit of like, oh, only four, you know, four six packs per person or whatever. So it's hard to come by. It's expensive. It's you have to go there directly. So it's hard to get there. And and uh, and they limit how much you can get. So it's, you know, kind of adds to that rareness factor. So long story short, our friend went and picked up uh, a few six packs of some of these beers from these various breweries and gave us a few. Um so we've be, we've been celebrating over the holidays, sort of celebrating with these fancier, nice beers that we wouldn't be able to normally have. And so um, that's very cool. Yeah. And so this one is the first drop uh, upper pass first drop IPA, which is a farmhouse. It's a farmhouse brewery is what they call it. But it's an American pale ale and it's delicious. And I really, really recommend it if you like um, APAs. Cool. Yeah. Cool. What's the name of that beer? One more time. Upper pass first drop IPA from Vermont. It's a, it is a mouthful. Upper pass. Sounds, yeah. sounds delicious. It is. I, I am drinking a Sam Adams White Christmas. Ooh. Even though, ooh. Even, though it, even though we're past Christmas. That's okay. Um, it's still seasonally appropriate. It's still seasonally appropriate. That's right. Exactly, Frank. Exactly. So it's Sam Adams good. White Christmas. I'm, I may have only had that once or twice, if if ever. Um, it's how, a Bel- do you like it? I, yeah, it's good. It's a Belgian style. It's good. Mm. I, enjoy, I enjoy it. It's not, it's not my favorite favorite i will say i of all the sam adams special beers that they put out there it's not normally on my Mm go-to but i do think i do think it's good it is distinctly seasonal it has kind of a a wintry taste isn't exact is not the word that i am am looking for but you know what i mean do they kind of spice it with the stuff that you'd expect like a winter cinnamon or whatever it's it's, yeah hazy crisp and bright are the Adjectives that describe the beer on the outside of the bottle. But anyway, may your days be hazy, crisp, and bright. Pretty close. Yeah, that's pretty close, Frank. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. I, res- I respect you trying to wedge that into. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I respect you trying to really too hard to make something. I, I respect you trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> fetch is never going to happen, Frank. <laughs> Just let it go. Oh man! So how are things here in the six one six? Things are going. Things are going strangely well. We have a new Spider-Man out hmm. on the block, and he seems to be doing a pretty bang-up job. Frank, pretty really? bang-up job indeed. Yeah, his name is Spider-Man. Would you know it? Same name. Huh, Same name. Funny. Interesting. I know. I don't know. Hmm. No, Frank, I saw Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Yes. A few weeks ago now. Yes. As did you. So my memory of it is slightly hazy. It's dimming a little bit. Let's talk about it before it's totally gone. Yeah, I got to see it a little bit before it released, actually. I got to see it about a week before it released uh, a theater. And it wasn't even like a special nothing. It was just like a theater around me was just showing it the Friday before its release um, on a couple couple of showtimes. Hmm. Fully, fully like legit. Just like come buy a ticket and see it. And so I went and saw it and it was great. It was a blast. I loved it. That's cool. What did you what did you like most about it? Um, it was fun and upbeat. It was fun and upbeat and true to the Peter Parker and Miles Morales characters. Those are the things that I that I enjoyed about it. It was optimistic. Uh, there was a lesson to be learned. It was relatable. It was everything that like Spider-Man is supposed to be. Yep, I would I would absolutely agree with that. It was everything Spider-Man was supposed to be, even if it's Spider-Man, Spider-Men from multiple different dimensions and mm-hmm. all this. And even if they see like classic Spider-Man isn't in there, mm-hmm. right? You know, like the because Peter Peter's in there, but he's a little older. He's down on his luck. You know, he arguably is the classic Spider-Man in some way. He's just a little older because he like he doesn't have the fancy suits, right? Or you know anything like that. He's the 
Parker luck. Spider-Man. Yeah, the the Parker streak of bad luck. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like, and spoilers from here on out for the movie if you haven't seen it somehow. Um, the Peter Parker that dies at the start seems like he was sort of played the, by Chris Pine, played by Chris, voiced by Chris Pine. Very, very true. Um, finally getting so good. Didn't know it was Chris Pine. Did he you not recognize stupid. his voice? No, I didn't. And uh, I, was, I, I was the whole time. I was like, whoever this actor is, he's an amazing Spider Man. This guy's great. Oh, if he wasn't Pine. if he wasn't too old, I'd be like, make him Spider-Man on like on the big screen. You know what I mean? Like 20 years ago, Chris Pine or like 10, 15 years ago, yep. Chris Pine could have really could have really done it. Um, maybe maybe he'd be too much like that's Chris Pine, you know, like because he's too well known. But I don't know. I, I loved his take on it. But anyway, that felt like sort of Stan Lee, Steve Ditko, uh, Spider-Man. Yes. Right. And so there was a passing, a literal passing of the torch, but um, it felt like sort of symbolically like the death of that era and the beginning of the Miles Morales era, you know, happened in front of our eyes. Mm -hmm. That's a that's a really good way. That's a really good way of looking at it, because because the Peter Parker that we do follow goes back to his universe. Right. So in that universe, whatever it is, 817 or whatever arbitrary number they they give it, Marvel gives it, it's. You know, that's Miles Morales' Spider-Man now. And so it really is a, an excellent passing of the torch film that way. Because there, there are three kind of models for superhero films. Or they used to, There used to be two basic models. You know, there was the Superman, the movie model, 1970s, like, we're going to tell you the origin from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And then there was then there's the Batman 89 model of the, we don't actually really care about the origin, we're just going to, he's already Batman. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we'll tell you a little bit about how he got there as the movie progresses, but it doesn't actually matter. Right. And then I would argue that in 1997, 1998, Mask of Zorro came out, and it was Legacy Zorro, original Zorro, training new Zorro, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of a, 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 a twist on the Superman, the movie-style Superman origin story. And then Batman begins with its, like... Um, um, haphazard editing the uh, you know we're going back and flashback editing you know where you know we're we're in the present but then we're going to the past so now we're in the present and then we're going to the past you know so mm-hmm. on and so on and those are your basic models so this Spider-Man model uh, I dug this legacy version of because it, it just I like the beginnings like you've heard the story before get bit by a spider blah 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 like you've heard like it did it it did it in a way that like if you didn't know the story it told you but for everybody else it was like a wink like you know you know this so sure. don't even worry about it sure enjoyed that very much what did you think of the the animation of the film oh i love the animation of the film um i i thought that the uh that sort of like pseudo 2 3 uh, 2d 3d sort of crossover style was really really perfect for this because it gave them the flexibility to be very comic booky on the one hand but very realistic in other ways like there was a a um a, a sort of true to life look to a lot of it but then like spider ham comes in and he looks straight up like a looney tunes character and uh, you know spider-man noir comes in and he looks like he's literally ripped right out of that graphic novel um there was a re- a lot of really cool variation in a lot of the There's looks the, of the characters the japanese really spider-man was clearly yes anime absolutely mm-hmm Totally, totally. I loved that. I was a little thrown off by the 
backdrops sometimes being out of like alignment. Did you did you know what I'm talking about? There was a little bit of a look sometimes. At times you got the sort of um, like the dot matrix look in the background, right? Of an old comic mm-hmm. book with like the, the colored dots. That was really yep. cool. A really cool nod and and uh, stylistic choice. But there were a few moments, and I've heard people talk about this. I was thrown off because it kind of looked to me in some scenes. Um, like a 3D movie looks in the background when you take the glasses off, how the background looks a little bit blurry and the foreground is very sharp. Yes. There were some moments like that where it, to me, it looked like I, I, because this was like an odd screening that I was seeing admittedly, I was sort of like, did they forget to give us three, is this a 3D movie and they forgot to give us the glasses? Cause it mm. feels like something's off here. And it turns out that was just the way the movie was. Cause I've heard lots of other people comment on that. To me, it looked like it was accidental, so I was sort of thrown off by it. Maybe now seeing it again, I wouldn't feel that way. Um, That was my one sort of that threw me off, but I wouldn't call it a complaint because I think that was just me perceiving it wrong. That's very interesting. I know I kind of know exactly what you're talking about, and I think it takes some getting used to. And I did get Um, used to by the end, like the like the the maybe like the jerky nature of the like it's. In some ways, that they're very fluid. It's interesting that I think that when they're being Spider-Man or using their powers, it's a very seamless, fluid mm-hmm. animation. But then when they're just walking around and being people, they're kind of jerky. Mm-hmm. That's so, true. Like, it was, you know, it's a deliberate, a deliberate choice on their part to say it, like the fluidity was. of Spider-Man is emphasized over the jerkiness of regular people. I- I actually uh, so so I'll I'll put the source for this in the in the show notes if I can find it. But I had heard that so um, they did this they did this obviously on computers, but they animated it the way that that um, hand drawn animation would have been done. They gave it a hand drawn animation look on purpose, specifically with the what you're talking about with the way the characters move. Um, Back in the day, like if it was like Donald Duck or whatever, the background and the character in the foreground would move at different speeds to sort of simulate the the look of, of movement. Right. It was right. literally like a flat painting with like a, a cellophane thing of the character on, on top and they would move at different speeds. And they intentionally did that here to give it sort of it doesn't motion doesn't look as natural, but it looks more like your eye is used to seeing like old school cartoons. And they did that on purpose as an homage like old Disney or old Hanna-Barbera cartoons. Wow, that's very cool. I did not know that. But now that you say it, especially Hanna-Barbera, I don't know if I say, like, Disney's always been a little bit more on the fluid side. For sure. Things, But Hanna-Barbera, especially, that kind of jerky. Yeah. You know. They wanted it to have, like, a Saturday morning cartoon feel. And they did that. They definitely accomplished that. That is so cool. Oh, my God. Do you know that Sony actually released the script for this film so people could study it? Really, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, there was a there was a tweet. It was just I saw it yesterday. So by the time this comes out, it'd be a little, it'll be a little old by now. But um, just a few days. But um, one of the directors, maybe one of the writers, can't remember, said like, "Oh, Sony was kind enough to release this script so people could study it in the way that you know, like that people have been asking for. You know, a bunch of mm. writers coming together to kind of." kind of join in i'm actually gonna use a look up and find it because i will then give you the link to share it amongst your fellows aha i found it frank all right what do we got all right so rodney rothman who is the co-writer director of spider-verse said sony was kind enough to make our spider-verse script available online here if you're interested and then you know the link but it was brian michael bendis who i saw that through ah he says professor time writers 
Reading and studying each other's scripts is crazy educational and, for me, so fun. This is a very successful script that is an as it perfectly achieved its only purpose, getting hundreds of collaborators to do an inspired job of telling the story. Study it. That's awesome. Where did he share this? Is it on Twitter? It's on his Twitter. I okay. shall share it with thee. Thank you. I will put it in the show notes for all to see. Oh, Merry Christmas. Happy <laughs> New Year. So on and so forth. It is shared with you, my friend. Thank you, sir. There you are. Anyway, so... What did you what did you think of some of the twists in the film? Did you see some of them coming? Like I I'm sure you knew that like Miles's uncle was the prowler. You know, I think that was maybe something that you would have remembered from the comics. Yeah, I maybe? knew I I I did. Um the thing that didn't dawn on me was how how that's like every Spider-Man has to lose his uncle. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I didn't think about that till much later. And I, that really, I didn't, I didn't get that till much like days later. Um, but it was really like, oh my God, like every, every Spider-Man loses an uncle, like no matter, or, or I guess a father figure in some way, maybe not always an uncle, but this was his uncle Ben moment in a way. Yes, that was absolutely his uncle Ben moment. Couldn't save him. Even though he was trying to kill him, but yeah. he wasn't. It's crazy. I crazy. didn't even think about that. That's crazy. That's cool. I love it. I love wow. it. Wow. So like so yeah, there were things like that that even if I got like the 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 story twist, there was a deeper thing that I I didn't get to later. That's correct. Um, female Doctor Octopus. Loved that. See that that she's. I'm pretty sure she's from twenty Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Okay, I, that checks out. I did not look it up because Al, well, Alchemex is the um, the big bad company in yep. Spider Man twenty ninety nine, and that was the company that we kept hearing about in the film itself, and then of course the tag at the end with Spider Man twenty ninety nine, yes, yes. Uh, which was very cool. So I I think they ripped her character from the comics then, but I I'm not positive, but I loved the way that they did her tentacles. Oh my god, like that was the, such a cool look. It, it was so cool, like that plastic tubey kind of, like it was the it it was excellent sound design. the The look was cool. I really enjoy. I really enjoyed the film. Through throughout, people are going nuts over it. Do you think it deserves the the like extreme amount of nuts, like nuts going that people are giving it? Um. So overall. Yes, I think it does deserve to be fussed over because I think it actually is a really, really solid movie. And I think that we should be giving studios overwhelming positive feedback when we like something, because I feel like the um, studio studios like like Sony or Warner Brothers that are very much run by committee and less about sort of the auteur um, and letting like a creator run with it when they're very driven by committee it's important to make sure that that committee hears loud and clear this worked well do more of this mm-hmm. they tend to have their own ideas about how things should be and oh no we want to you know this that we got to tighten up the third act we got to do this we got to do that we got to make sure people understand what's happening or whatever and sometimes that leads to things like where i didn't like venom very much because i felt like they were being a little too in your face with some things yep um I feel like being like, this was good. Do this. Do more of this. This was perfect. I would just just do more just like that. And it's great. I think it's important to give them that feedback. Um, I think that there is a tendency to like freak out 
over something when it's brand new right and like be so excited because like this is the newest thing whether what whatever whatever movie it is people will freak out and be like this is the best thing i've ever seen and then with time you sort of temper yourself i remember leaving uh revenge of the sith and my friend sitting next to me when i was in high school my friend goes all right i'm just gonna go ahead and say it it's the best one out of all six and i was like "Ooh, don't say that right away buddy we literally just saw it like we just saw it you can't you can't think it's the best out of all six when you just saw it for the first time you're still on a high you're riding a high we're in the, we're literally in our seats still um i would i'd be curious for you to go back to that friend and say hey do you think it's still the best out of all i know i'm not in touch with him anymore but i would really love to get his opinion now um but yeah so it's things like that where i'm weary of like you can't call something the best ever when you just saw it because like you're obviously still like on a bit of a a high from it but Mm -hmm. with the passage of time maybe you still say you know what i still think that's the best i think this will probably go down as one of the best spider-man films in the long term people are all are calling it that a lot um, I think most people are, tend to be, at least what I'm seeing online, I'm seeing, I'm seeing people sort of debate whether this or Spider-Man 2, Raimi's Spider-Man 2, which of these is the, this is the best Spider-Man film. Uh, Homecoming is also in there for a lot of folks. I'm not I, sure what I, the answer is, but this is definitely top three. I think I'd still give it to Spider-Man 2 just because it's it's maybe just classic Spider-Man, whereas, yeah. whereas Homecoming or... Um, or um, Spider-Verse relying on other things sure. to kind of pinpoint you towards maybe a, a making it a better Spider-Man movie. Um, Homecoming has the inclusion of Iron Man, and then Spider-Verse relies on the multiverse and different versions of Spider-Man and all this stuff. But if you're looking for just like, like here's Spider-Man, classic Spider-Man, you don't I think Spider-Man 2 is as pretty much as, as close uh, yeah. as you get. I, I see that. And that's why I think it's hard, because they are so different. It's hard to really say what's the best. I do think this movie deserves the applause it's getting, the accolades it's getting, the critical success and the and the box office success that it's it's gotten. Um, I think they're earned. I think it's deserved. I think it really is really, really good. I think people who are, you know, freaking out and, and are as excited about it as they are, that's because it's a new movie. It's a new movie. It's a new story. For a lot of people, this is also really important because of the Miles Morales and Gwen being at the center of things and Peter just yeah. sort of being the Obi-Wan passing it on to the next generation. Um, right. I think and that's really not even huge. Really a, and he's really not even a good Obi-Wan either, which makes it even better. Right. It, right. It, it he's gives- miles it gives miles and um gwen who's arguably the best most put together out of everybody how cool was she she was cool she was very cool i loved the gum in her hair sequence oh yes whatever so she had to hey nice new haircut guanda it was so good it was great guanda that's right uh what did you think of spider ham Oh, my God. Well, I mean, so I was already predisposed to love it because I love John Mulaney. Right. Um, of course. So when I knew that he was doing that, I just got super excited. But he was he was funny comic relief. He was he, could the movie have have worked without him? Yes, it could have worked without Spider-Ham there. But it was he brought a lot of fun and levity. And I, I it was worth having him there because it was just and I'm again, as a, as a fan of his comedy, it's like cool that he will be sort of immortalized in this. I think this is a movie that people will be watching for years and it's really cool that he's going to get to be a part of it. I agree. I agree. Uh, what about Nick Cage as Spider-Man Noir? I spent, two, this is two superhero animated films that he's been in this year. Oh, that's right. Cause he was Superman and Teen Titans, Titans go. go. I forgot about Teen Titans go. Yeah. Um, he was, I was trying to figure out if that was him the whole time or if it was someone doing a Nick Cage impression. 
Oh, really? Because I didn't know great. that was him. Uh, I didn't even know. I didn't know Spider Man Noir was going to be in it. I don't think. I don't think I saw him he in the was, trailer. He was, he was in the trailers. I must the have missed that, it or the, forgot. The trailers that introduced Spider Ham and everything like that. Okay. I'm pretty sure that he was in. I'm pretty sure that he was in there. I, I, that very well may, may, may be. I just I forgot that that the character was in there, and I definitely didn't know for sure that Nick Cage was him. So I was just trying to suss out is that him or not the whole time. It sounded like him. That's um, funny. And by the end, I like you know obviously sat through the credits because I know better when I'm watching a comic book movie. And yep. uh, and saw saw it confirmed. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> that answers that. I loved seeing that. I love that graphic novel. It's not necessarily my favorite depiction of Spider-Man, um, but it's a good story. Maybe not the best Spider-Man story, but a good story. Um, it's, a cool, it's a cool take. It's, it's a cool a- take. Yeah, it's a cool like Elseworlds style take. And that's so why I, I enjoy it on that level. And so it was cool to see that in there because I was familiar with it. Yeah, I agree, man. It was good. I just uh, I just really enjoyed I just really, I know what I, I, I did really like is it, it unabashedly was a comic book as opposed to trying to be something else, but so much as to like, you know, like thought bubbles and, you know, or narration squares and all this different stuff. Comics Code up. Authority right at the start. Approved by the Comics Code Authority. Exactly. There's a lot of just really cool, there's a lot of just really cool love letter to comics yeah, stuff yeah in there. love letter to Something comics you, you can't do it we haven't really talked about this we talked about the animation style itself but animated superhero movies on the big screen are kind of rare mm-hmm. right that's true there are ton, tons of animated films tons of them about superheroes most of them don't go to the big screen mm-hmm. and if they do they're specialized you know it's a fathom event it's a limited run right it's this or that this is the is this really besides say the Incredibles like the really big like let me see because you have Mask of the Phantasm yeah. in the '90s and then but the I, I see what you're saying. There are very and, few like feature length regular regular theater release, right? Not not yep. a special event, not a it's we're gonna do three nights Fathom event only, not a one week run so, like so we can so we can submit it for best animated picture. No, none of that. Like an actual honest to God, this is just a movie you can see into the Spider-Verse or you can see, you know, Aquaman or you can see whatever's in theaters right now. Um pretty rare. You're right. Mask of the Phantasm was a regular regular release, regular run uh, it was, was it not? but it it was, but it wasn't well, we we really, talked about it, how it was meant to be a direct to video at first and all that. Exactly, yeah. And so you don't real. This is just an unabashed Spider Man movie, an animated Spider Man movie. It's not like ironic or like Teen Titans Go yeah. or you know was going to be direct to D was going to be direct to video, but turns out it went to the theater anyway. Like Mask of the Phantasm. This mm-hmm. is this is actually kind of a big deal from that right. from that point. Because even like the Lego Batman movie and Teen Titans go to the movies, those are sort of tongue in cheek, right? They're they're not like let's make a Batman movie. Um, they're like, oh, let's you know the Lego movie was successful. People like the Batman character. What if we make an offshoot movie? It's it was kind of a direct to video movie that went to theaters in a way. That's correct. I, I don't know if that was how I it was agree. planned, but it came off that way. Um, it, it, it this was intentional that way. This was an, this was an intentional. This was an intentional, big-budget, animated film meant to go to the screen, and that doesn't happen a lot because no. the the pushes for the pushes for live action, which is great, and I, obviously I love the live action movies, but it was nice to see this too, because some of those live action movies, a lot of the times, 
they're not meant for kids a lot of times. You know, that's not their main their main market isn't kids and this is this was for children. Mm-hmm. And for adults, but it was for children. It was great. I loved it. But uh Frank, I think that that about wraps it up on the on the Spider-Verse talk, you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very I think good. so. Well, where do you think the people can find us? Well, I think people could find us over at beerwithgeeks.com. Uh, they can find us uh, on thoughtbubbleaudio.com is where they'll find this show and a bunch of other shows like Loud Women and Metropolis Podcast and uh, a Supergirl TV Talk and a whole bunch of other great shows. Thoughtbubbleaudio.com, uh, patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio if they want to chip in a couple bucks. We've had a lot of folks joining our Patreon community. Thank you so much to everybody who helped grow our patreon community in 2018 looking into 2019 things are looking pretty good we have lots of uh cut for time segments that are just for our patreon listeners we get uh, of course early episodes of this show before you hear them anywhere else and uh our early thoughts on supergirl before you hear them anywhere else over on patreon.com slash thought bubble audio beer with geeks on gmail twitter facebook uh those are all the places you can find us um of course leave us itunes reviews we love those those make a huge difference in getting the show out there so I think I think those are all the places, my friend. I think those are all the places indeed. Well, Frank, this has been lovely. So until next time. Cheers. cheers.